Hello, and welcome to the Read to Know podcast, where the goal is to actually remember what you read so then you can better apply it to your life. On this podcast, we go through a book one chapter at a time, and then we actually practice remembering what we've read. So if you want to follow along, we're currently working our way through Bob Goff's book, Dream Big. I'm Zach Brown, and my friend Chris Yarber is joining me to help discuss and break down this book. Also, if you're on Apple Podcasts, it would be huge if you left a rating and review for us. It would help out a ton. If you're not on Apple Podcasts, no worries. Just send this to a friend who might be interested. Anyway, thanks again for listening, and enjoy the conversation. So, Zach, what's in your cup? What's in my cup? Today, what is in my cup is another AHA flavor, and I actually haven't tried this one before, so it's another first try on the podcast Does today. Does it say citrus green tea? Yeah, so this is citrus and green tea. It's another sparkling water drink from AHA. I haven't had this before. I'm not a huge tea fan, but okay. I figured I'd just go ahead and try it anyway. Okay. You know, there are some people who swear by green tea. You know, I mean, green tea over coffee kind of people, which I'm not a tea over coffee. I do like tea, but not necessarily over coffee. Yeah. Is okay, it good? That's, a, that's an interesting flavor. You had a weird look on your face when you well, took a sip of that. Well, it reminds me of something else that I've, uh, like, I've had. Is it this rem- like a childhood memory? Not quite. It okay. reminds me of something else, but I can't put my finger on it quite yet. So maybe maybe throughout this podcast, maybe I'll figure out what this reminds me of, what this flavor reminds me of. Yes. Um, but so far, first sip, pretty good. I'm going to keep drinking it. Okay. Right in the middle of the podcast, you're going to remember, and you're going to be like, hold on, we're going to have to put a pause on this book. I remember what this drink takes me back to. Right. So you'll remember it. Right. It's not, it's really not like, it's not super sweet, Uh huh. but it almost has like a candy kind of taste to it, which is... Interesting. Like Interesting. like a lot like a lemon candy a candy, like a citrus candy of uh-huh. some kind. Um Interesting. It is interesting. It's not as sweet, obviously, as candy, but it has that kind of taste to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Anyway. Yeah. And everyone who's watching on YouTube can see that you have your gum stuck to the back too. So that's right. That's I was awesome. just chewing gum. Some <laughs> nootropics gum. Neuro gum. Neuro gum. It has caffeine and like L theanine in it. Do you feel like it works? Uh I think it's okay. I tried it just to, I was curious, so I picked up a pack. I'm kind of, I think I'm like almost halfway through it. I feel like it maybe helps a little bit. Uh I'm not sure. I don't know if it really, maybe it's just me. Maybe it doesn't do anything. Right. Hmm. You know what helps wake me up is reading a good book, which is my bad, awkward segue into our chapter today on Dream Big by Bob Goff. All right. (laughs) We're in the last question here, this, this trio of questions what do you want is the last question that he asks here and this question of what do you want again is exactly that what do you want and sometimes oftentimes maybe we don't even ask ourselves this question but here is the good news that bob goff is giving us the opportunity to ask uh, ourselves this question and he's basically saying with this chapter is for a minute you have you are open to be selfish. Be selfish for a minute. That's what he's basically saying here. What do you want? Right. And of course, it's in the context of, of ambitions uh, because he, he's not asking what do you want as in, oh, I want a million dollars. Of course, everybody would say that they want that. But he, he's asking what do you really, 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 really want? You know, that deep stuff inside of you that a lot of people 
may not know about you or may not see in you yet because you haven't chased after it. And so what do you really, really want in terms of your ambitions and vision for your life? Um, because oftentimes, um, as he says in the book, we get stuck doing the, the mundane and the things that we do time and time again. Um, and instead of looking towards those things that, that we really, really want and, and may have either forgotten about or given up on chasing. Right, right. He mentioned it before the pod. We mentioned it before the yeah. podcast. He's, he has a line in the, in the chapter that says, uh, you could chase whatever blows your hair back. Yeah. And that's what he's talking about <laughs> when he's talking about, you know, chasing a, 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 a cool car, right. a big house, uh, those type of things. But what he's really talking about, like you said, are those things that really make you tick that's kind of has that it's it's selfish in that you you may be you may really enjoy that you may really have a passion for that but it's actually there's a deeper bigger um, thing underneath that kind of under the surface of that idea or that thing that that you're kind of uh, striving towards it has a little bit bigger meaning than right. just a lot of money a flashy car big house right and uh, he's giving us the opportunity to really sit and think and figure out what that is. Right. Because we might not we might not give ourselves the time to do that. Right. Yeah. And he kind of gives some suggestions as as to what that may be. Just some just some general things kind of that we can chase after. You know, uh, if you don't know uh, already, uh, you probably do by reading the book or listening to the other episodes uh, concerning Dream Big. But Bob Goff is a Christian, of course. Um, you can tell in his in his writing and in his other books as well. One thing he talks about chasing is love and loving like Jesus. So he talks about Jesus and God in this chapter as well. Um, but so he gives some examples, but really, again, chasing after those those big things, those values, um, uh, like love um, and relationships and stuff like that are just a couple examples he gives in the chapter. Right, right. And the quote probably in the book, the what he says in the chapter, would probably say it better than I could. Yeah. But at one point he says, you know, again, we may fall because we're thinking, okay, what do I want? And you feel like you have to be some kind of, you know, you have to have some you know, noble, I think that's the word he used, noble mm -hmm. idea or noble desire. Oh, you know, with what do you want? And he says, no, like he's like, again, he lets us be a little selfish here. What do you really want? Like, what would you, what would, what would be awesome if this happened or you were able to do this? And right. he said, that's actually going to be more noble than anything else you could conjure up. Right. You know, um, trying to actually, you know, be noble. Right. In a right. sense. And, um, yeah, he lets us just be kind of like a little selfish here and just kind of figure out what, what we really want. And I like also the the correlation that he kind of makes. Um, you know, Jesus asked a lot of people when he was talking to people, he asked them what they wanted. You know, mm -hmm. you know, what do you want? Uh, you know, he's a, and a blind man says, I want to see, you know what I mean? And and uh, Jesus asked people what he wants, what, what they want, and uh, he's asking us what we want as well. Right. And he says in here, and I love how he says this, we'll, we'll probably read it when we pull out the book, but he, he says, this is probably the best thing you could do all year. Yeah. I love that exaggeration because sometimes in his writing he exaggerates that way, uh, but really for us it really could be the best thing that we do because that could guide us and guide our purpose for the rest of the year. And I think that's a good way of using that word purpose as he uses in this chapter is a good way of thinking about what do you really want? Um, and, and in order to kind of figure that out, really, really think to yourself, what do I sense my purpose is in life? That that's what you want. That's right. what will um, blow your hair back in a sense, you know. Yeah, he mentions this is the long game, right? Yeah. The cars, the money. That's the short game. This is the long game here. When you get to the end of your life, 
what's that thing that would be like, that's, that's it. That's the thing that I would have wanted to be done by yeah. the end of it. So it's one of those things you can look towards the end of your life and then backtrack. What do I want to have by the end of my life and work back from there? Right. Right. Um, but yeah, I think that pretty much sums it up. Do yeah. you want to pull out the book and yeah, take a I look am, at a few uh, specific quotes? Yes, I am ready. To, this chapter is a good one. Um, he he says at the beginning here, if I can if I can start, yeah. that um, he says that our our dreams are birthed in childlike innocence. He says, but as we grow up, we discover discover more information, um, and uh, then what that can do is really buzzkill our ambitions, is what he writes. And I just love how he uh, writes that um, because we know that some of our ambitions, some of our dreams, are going to take. A little creativity to figure out. Um, he encourages us in this chapter to not quit on them, uh, to think of new ways to get there. Because as a child, it can seem those dreams and ambitions can seem so easy to achieve. But as we become adults, as we grow up a little bit, we find that the world is a little bit more complicated. Um, and and sometimes uh, I know for for me, uh, for instance, you know there have been mistakes that I've made in the past, whether it was it was financially or morally, that led me on a different path than necessarily what I expected. Whether that was short term or long term, depending on those decisions. So not only does the complexity of life mess with our ambitions and our dreams, but so do our decisions as right. well. So I like how he phrased that. Yeah, reality hits it. Reality sets in. Right. And uh, the things we may have, you know, longed to do, the may, things that we may have really wanted to do, we think, oh, that's totally out of reach. Can't do it. Right. Not going to happen. Right. And and that's what he's saying is that, yeah, that's, you know, that reality may set in, but that doesn't mean that it's going to have to be, be that way or stay that way. And I like what he says here. I know he's said this uh, a lot in interviews and other podcasts and stuff that I've listened to him talk about this and he's like he says he mentions when people say you know i god just closed that door and he's like why don't you go around the back and see if a window is open you know what i mean if that's something (laughs) that you if that's something that you really want maybe the door isn't closed maybe there's just an obstacle in your way and that's what he says here if the front door is locked you can uh walk away or look for a window that's a jar and crawl through (laughs) you know what i mean if you have to crawl through a window right you know and uh and that that language that imagery Mm -hmm. is so vivid right um and and how many times yeah do do we are like hey i'm you know i think this is something i really want to do right the first thing that pops up the first little obstacle pops up and we're like and you're like oh okay nope it wasn't it wasn't god's plan right right you know what i mean but but just because it's your ambition just because it's something you really want doesn't mean it's going to be easy and you're not going to um, run into problems and setbacks. Right. And that's what he's saying here. Yeah. That it, it's something that's really important. It's going to be tough. And you're going to have to probably, most likely, the door isn't just going to be open for you and you're going to walk right through. You're going to have to go around to the back and find a window somewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, he does say in here to get creative and also to give it some time. Uh, because sometimes sometimes we, we have to realize in life that really about certain situations, there's really nothing more in our power that we can do. Mm-hmm. And so if there's not anything else that we can do, okay, well, let's just be patient then and give it some time. My wife is uh, in an instance like that right now um, where she's waiting on a situation and she's just having to give it some time. There's really nothing else that she can do right now for that particular situation. So sometimes you can't even get more creative or um, find a window. Maybe you just need to sit at that door and wait for someone to uh, to open it or wait for it to crack a little bit so you can push on through. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, to continue here, he mm-hmm. says, and I mentioned this earlier, don't pretend to be noble. Be real 
and it'll be the most noble thing you'll do mm-hmm. all year. So just be real about what you want. Yes. You know, don't try to have this higher, uh, higher purpose, higher, um, you know, uh, importance. You know, this try to be, oh, I'm going to pick something good because that's what I should do. Right. Just be real, and you'll figure out what it is. Right. And that, and if it's, and if it's really based on, I think, proper principles, and proper, um, uh, you know, ambitions, mm-hmm. like it's going to be something that's good. Right. And one way that we become real is is really summed up in um, probably my favorite quote in this chapter, which he writes that we need to replace what we've settled for with what we've been longing for. Yeah. So. Just, just as he said at the beginning, um, as kids we have these ambitions and dreams, and then as adults, you know, we get into particular situations uh, because of life circumstances, decisions, uh, whatever it may be, and um, so we settle for things mm-hmm. um, instead of really realizing what you what you've been longing for. So if you're listening to this podcast episode, you know, really ask, stop to ask yourself, you know, what what am I really uh, longing longing for? Um, and of course, this is the third question. In out of these three questions that he reviews, and I think there's a reason for that, uh, is is first that we have to be uh, self-aware, um, and we really have to focus on ourselves, and then we can really start to discover what we've been longing for once us, uh, us as people is in the right place to evaluate that and do that. So he also says, don't settle simply for what you're able to do, figure out what you were made to do, then do lots of that. So again, that just exactly. gives some direction towards uh, where where we are. Where right, yeah, a correlation to that, he says the best engine to drive our ambitions is a strong sense of purpose. Right. That, that your ambition and, and that thing that really, um, you know, is really worth uh, and um, working towards and really worth chasing in your life, it's gonna be circled around your purpose and um and figuring out you know what kind of purpose you have and it's not just a one-dimensional i think when we think about purpose oh what's my purpose but you know it's an ongoing kind of discovery and and ongoing uh, cultivation right i think but but what comes out of that purpose is this thing is the physical manifestation of it which i think is an ambition or a goal of some kind of uh, long-term right. um, goal. Yeah, we, we like to, we really, as, as human beings, we love to simplify uh, purpose, I think, because we, we think of it as one single act in our life, one single moment, or yeah. maybe it's one job that we stay at for 30 years. Exactly. But what, what really, what really, if our, you know, one of our, one of our purposes, I think out of many that we have in life um, is to be something rather than to do something, but to be something. And, and Bob seems quite interested in who we are as, as people first. Right. And then, you know, what do we want to do next? Right. Uh, so I think that's important to realize, but I'm yeah, glad he's you focused on the out. being. Yeah. Once you get the being, the doing starts to become a lot more, uh, come out a lot naturally. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and based on, uh, God's, uh, not God's, based on Bob's belief, um, he, he believes that, um, as he writes here, that God made us to enjoy each other and to uh, reflect him. So when it comes to uh, his beliefs concerning who we are to be, he kind of writes that there. Um, and he also says, and he uh, derives tremendous joy when he sees us pursuing our unique desires with the skill sets he put in our individual toolboxes. Right. Um, so he's certainly, uh, in, in Bob's belief, he's certainly, he says, I'm certain he's not asking you to mimic someone else's ideas, desires, and dreams. You know, um, uh, God has put that inside of us, um, and, and he's looking for that. Uh, so let's, you know, let's not, let's not fake that or copy someone else's. Yeah. 
One of my favorite lines in this book or in this chapter here is if you're in it for the long haul and you want to live a life steeped in purpose, Mm -hmm. a better long-term approach is to figure out who you want to be and let that inform what you do. Mm -hmm. Don't settle for what you're simply able to do. Figure out what you were made to do and then do lots of it. And another paragraph down kind of continuing this thought, he says, this analogy is, is, um, is really vivid. Um, there's a difference between whittling and carving. One is just killing time. The other is laden with purpose. Mm. I think that's really good. Yeah, that is really good. Engage the process. Don't stifle it. Yes. And yeah, there's, I mean, there's a, there's a big difference, I think, between whittling and carving, right? Whittling away. And we know what that's like in our own lives. I mean, I can think of, (laughs) I can think of specific things that I was, okay, I was just whittling, Mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't getting anything done. I was just wasting time in a sense, close to maybe carving Mm -hmm. in that physical action, what I was doing. Right. But I wasn't carving away at something meaningful. I was just whittling Mm -hmm. away, as Mm -hmm. they say. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, it helps kind of paint those things into a proper picture. Yeah, it certainly does. It certainly does. Um, You you had mentioned uh, before we opened the book that uh, you said that Jesus asked people this question, what do you want? What do you want? And I love how he puts in here, since you had mentioned that, I wanted to use this quote where um, there's this passage in the Bible where this blind man calls out to Jesus Mm -hmm. asking him um, to uh, be healed. And Jesus' friends, his disciples, tried to help him out by telling the man to stop yelling like he tries to shush the blind man, but he just keeps yelling louder and louder. And he uses that as a picture, and then he says this, that maybe you should do the same if people have been trying to get you to quiet down about your ambitions and right, wow. um, to keep to keep speaking about it I mm-hmm. think I think that's a really empowering quote there um, you know I think of a lot of uh, parents that I've that I've heard of or know personally that have tried to quiet down ambitions in their children no matter how old they they may be um, but I, I think you know that's just one example but that happens to us through friends and other relationships as well but I, I think that's really important for us to do as we continue to keep pushing towards our dreams is people are going to try to quiet us down about it um, but let's not let them yeah let's that's true that's a good it. point and I want to continue with one of the other thoughts he makes here that's mm-hmm. kind of similar but maybe even push past it a little bit he says that talking about God, he derives tremendous joy when he sees us pursuing our unique desires with the skill sets he puts in our individual toolboxes. And I think that's something that we forget or we don't realize fully that, you know, when we think about it, especially if, you know, living a Christian life, you're like, well, you know, if we're supposed to serve and love you know, other people, maybe I should just give all my, you know, and and even Jesus said it to the rich man at one point, give all your money Mm -hmm. away to the poor and come follow me. And, and and the logical, sometimes logical conclusion to that, if you're, you know, thinking about that is maybe, do I just give all my money away? Do I just spend my entire day? Maybe I just, I'm homeless and I just help people serve people or something. You know what I mean? Like I take this lowest form of like living to try and serve people and and stuff, but that's not really what Jesus wants. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He actually wants us to indulge in our skills and our passions yes. because that, in doing that, actually gives way to, um, I think, greater returns than 
just getting rid of everything and trying to be this lowly servant type right. of person. Right, right. And to, to bounce off of that, uh, he, he kind of repeats that here towards the end of the chapter where this, this is what Jesus wants for you to gain more clarity on your faith relationships, uh, which is which is a part of what you were just speaking of there, and what he uniquely made for uh, you for, um, which he uniquely put inside of each and every single one of us, those passions, those aspirations, as you were just talking about there. Um, and when we do, you're right, when we do work in those, mm-hmm. in, in those uh, uniquely made uh, ambitions and dreams, um, then that's when we do have our, our best return, the most joyous and, you know, happiest life we can have. Right. So... And the great thing is, if we ask this question, what do you really want? And you ask it with the right intentions in mind, we're going to get more clarity on it. That's right. And then with that clarity, we can then move forward. And that's what he ends this chapter with, basically. You know, he says, stop asking for thicker glasses when Jesus has invited us to climb up on his shoulders for a better view. That's right. And uh, that's the end of the chapter. It's a great chapter. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for the next one. Chase the Jeep, chapter 7. There's a big difference between waving at Jesus and following him. That's right. It's a good so, chapter, so yep. I'm looking forward to diving into it. Yep, that'll be tomorrow. Thanks again for listening, guys. We'll see you tomorrow.